Let's bring in our guy, Blue Jays starter, Chris Bassett, joining us right now. Chris, how you doing today? And yeah, I, I see the hat. I like Damn. it. Is it that cold yeah. in Boston? <laughs> it, it ain't warm, I'll tell you that. It's, it's definitely cold. <laughs> what is it about up there right now, Temps? Uh, I think it's like 45 and off and on rainy, so it's not, it's oh, not great. Shit. Wait, is there a rain out in our future? Because maybe I'll change my lock of the day. No, no, no I don't. I don't think. I think. I think we'll definitely get it in, but it's a. It's going to be a cold, windy one. Is there a worse clubhouse to sit in in Boston when there's a rain delay? Because there's nowhere to go. No, no, absolutely not. And then you bring all the media and all that in here, and it's a runaway. <laughs> <laughs> At least they did. They added that little players' lounge in the back now, and they have a weight room, so it's a little better. Yeah. Back in the day, like 20 years ago. You had nowhere to go. You sat in your locker, and there's poles, and there's like one little love seat to watch a TV on. And you're sitting there, and there's media, and you're just like, "Where do I? I can't go anywhere." Worse than the imagine going there September call-ups. Though. Oh yeah, you always had to oh. go there in September. Oh my gosh, worse Jack than Chicago though. Yes, Cubs visiting it's smaller. Really? Uh huh. Cub Cubs is renovated now, so it's actually not too yeah. bad. Yeah, it's it's a lot bigger. Old 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 school Cubs was was crazy, but the new the new one is is not bad at all. Okay, so so tell me first off, just big picture, how you like in Toronto, and also that outfield defense. Yeah, awesome. Um, Toronto as a city is obviously unbelievable. Um, everyone knows that, um, but the team is just young, uh, really really good. Obviously, um, hungry to, hungry to win, and then yeah, playing behind, I mean playing for like this team with basically three center fielders running around. Um, it makes it makes pitching pretty easy. I would guess I would say so. You got the outfield defense, and then you got the sluggers, right? You got yeah. Vlad, you got Bobachet, you got Springer. They score for you guys every night too. I pick Vlad as my MVP. Tell me why I'm right. <laughs> he can do everything. I mean, I mean, literally, literally everything. I mean, a lot of people will, yes, definitely lump him into like the so-called like our their sluggers kind of thing. But they're batting 300, and they're they're in in contention to win a Gold Glove. So. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's not a single thing that Vladdy can't do. So yeah, he should be. I mean, he should be an MVP candidate every single year. Uh, team in your division, the Rays are playing really well, and I was like, ah, oh, Chris would be perfect to ask this too. Did you see Wander Franco's little spin and throw over to first? If it's your teammate, what are your thoughts? If you're on the other side, do you care or do you think it's fun as long as you get the play done? Yeah, um, it's it, it's it's like like that catch twenty two of like. You want people to be really comfortable, like just be themselves. I think I think if people are just themselves and not trying to like not be someone they're not, um, I think that's what you get like the best person out of. Um, but at the same time, if he if he drops it or something, yeah, you're definitely mad. I think it's one of those things where he did it one time. It was really really cool. I I, mean, I, I saw it and I was like, dang, that's sick. But uh, it's like, hey, don't do that again. Like if you pulled that off, but let's not do that again. <laughs> Bass, how you doing, baby? I want a two-part question. One, how how have you been treating my my guy Danny Jansen? If you don't know the story, he was my uh, my my whole family's son at, at nine years old, ignoring the hell out of me. How's that relationship? Obviously, you guys are are a battery mate. And the East, how good is the East on a daily basis? Just how good is playing the AL East? Yeah, Jano Jano's unbelievable. Um, one of my favorite guys on the team. His his humor is right where I, where mine's at. So, me and him bond really really well. Um, 
And then for the East, I, I, th- I mean, I, I compare the, the AL East to the NL East very much like last year. I, I mean, the Rays are obviously doing what the Rays are doing. You have Baltimore that's doing really well. You obviously have the Yankees. You have us. Um, but you, you just kind of know that th- this division is going to probably come down to one or two games at the very end of the year. So um, knowing that, it, it's, it, it really makes every single game, I mean, as dumb as it is, like today, um, you can't really overlook a single game because you know at the very end of the year it's, it's going to be – it's going to be really, really tough to win this division. Um, and the Rays are, Rays are playing unbelievable baseball. Chris, you used to be known when before the pitch con, before the pitch clock, as a guy that called his own game, shake off a ton. How happy are you now that you can have the pitch con right here on your glove? Or You put it on your glove, right? Uh, I, I did, but then I, I, I started to realize, like, not to give away secrets, but I started to realize, like, if you put it on your glove and you rotate your glove to, like, get to a certain pitch – I felt like that could be a tip a little bit. And then we went and faced the, the Royals, and I saw Grinky put it on his belt and just basically just cover it up. And I was like, all right, that's that's the way to go. So I think I think the belt the belt is the way to go. I put it on the belt. And has it helped you? Because now you can tell a catcher, hey, or when I was going to say you do like this. Or do you like Shohei does and put it under his armpit? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have no idea. But you just go like I mean, this. Has it, is, yeah. has it sped it up for you? Has it sped up the process? Because as a former catcher, I'd say, gosh, what does this guy want to throw? Now you can just say, okay, slider, fastball, whatever, real quick. Yeah, I think I like I like catchers being empowered. I really do. I, I like I like catchers calling their game, seeing what they're thinking. Um, it kind of takes less thinking for me. Um, but then, obviously, once the once the the clock got involved, it was just. It, it's not really possible for me to go through seven pitches um, and then get it like a ball one or a walk or whatever it may be. So, yeah, I basically had had to go to it. Um, but do I like it? No, I don't, I don't like it. I like, I like catchers calling the game. Chris, I want to ask about your buddy, Max Scherzer. What were your thoughts on that situation? I know, you know, when you were with the Mets with him, you guys were tight and you learned a lot from him. So when you watched the suspension now he came back yesterday and he's obviously pissed he's he doesn't agree with the decision i know you've talked about mlb and their and we've got all players on this show every day and their disaster of how they've handled um a baseball and sticky mm-hmm. stuff and then max comes back yesterday and he's like yeah obviously i'm rusty i'm pitched in two weeks and the season just started yeah um really tough um just because i i, I know i know max's routine i know max's um, what he does every single day, and I, I know without a shadow of a doubt that he was not cheating at all. Um, and, and and to me, the craziest part is like, why? Kind of like, why would he cheat all of a sudden right now? It doesn't even make sense. Um, we all know guys that still do some some stuff that is probably crossing the line, um, but Max is sure as heck not one of them. So to call out a Hall of Famer. Um, like I said, in, in a in a division where the division's probably going to come down to one or two games, is is it, it was it was not a good look. It's not it's not good for the game. It's not good for anyone involved. Did you talk to him? Yeah, I've talked to him. I mean, I won't talk to I won't say what I've what I we talked about, but I've definitely talked to him. I still talk to him a lot. How do we stop it? How do we stop pitchers like Max or yourself? Let's say, and I. We called out Phil Cuzzy left no. and right because he's the only one that's got a guy yet. Your next start, you have Phil Cuzzy out there. You use rosin and sweat. 
and you go to him and you say, you, get, you hand him the ball, you hand him your hand, and he goes, too sticky, you're out. How do we stop it? I don't, I don't know anymore. I, I really don't know anymore. Um, like I said, I know what Max uses. I know what Ma- when I say I know what Max uses, I know what he doesn't use. He doesn't use anything illegal. So um, for him to kind of get popped for not using anything illegal, I don't know. I don't know who's safe. I, I don't use anything, so I'm not too concerned about it. Um, I, I don't even touch the rosin bag. You use nothing. You, you use I nothing. I don't use a single thing because I feel like it takes away from my sinker. I don't. I don't. I don't like. I like the ball kind of like to roll off my fingers um, for my sinker. Um, sure, it'd probably help like all the other pitches, but for the most part, I want to live and die by my sinker. So it's it's tough for me to kind of hurt my best pitch to improve all the other ones, kind of thing. For having say a little tack with the, with the rosin, but um, no, I, I don't like the way this whole thing was 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 basically done. Hey, Chris, I want to transition to the Maple Leafs. So are you a Leafs fan? <laughs> no, so I, it's, it's, very, it's very unfair to call me a Leafs fan. Like, am I rooting for them? 100%. Do I like them? Yes. But, like, um, when I was with the White Sox um, and then, obviously, Oakland, um, I had a couple connections for, like, tickets for, like, the Coyotes games, stuff like that. So, like, I would have, like, Sidney Crosby coming to town or, like, Ovechkin or whoever it may be. So I was like, I was going to games just to kind of see like players. So I, I, I really enjoy the game of hockey, but at the same time, um, I became more of a fan of players rather than just, and it's not even like I was like rooting for a specific guy. I just like, like you go and see like Sydney or you go and see like Ovechkin or whoever it may be. Um, and you're like, dang, like you're seeing like the world's best players. And that, that was the coolest part to me. So I didn't really have a favorite team, so to speak. So I, I was like, all right, I'll jump on the bandwagon of the league. <laughs> well, what, wait, no, because right. so you were a Blackhawks fan. We were with the White Sox, and then you were. But Sharks he's a fan, fan of players. I know, but it seems like yeah, now he's a now he's a. I get it. He's a Leafs fan. They won their first. Yeah. They won their first series in what, like twenty five years? Yeah, they're freaking out up there, yeah, aren't they? Of course they are. Yeah, for sure. Sure. So have you met have you met the Leafs players? Do you know do the Leafs players come take no, but I, I can be having grown out your beard. <laughs> yeah, like jo- Jordan Romano, he's a, a massive, a massive Leafs fan. So he he knows like the like the genuinely true history of like we've struggled for this long. We haven't won a series for like in this long. So like he's given me like the, a history lesson of like this is why we need to root for them. This is why it's so important. This is why everyone's losing their mind. So yeah, um, to see the city like this excited, it, it's really it's really cool. I, I like it. Hey Chris, wanted to ask you about the owners, and you're not too fond of them. And now you know <laughs> one, of, uh, <laughs> one of you know one of the you know, great franchises is leaving Oakland. They're, they're, you know the fans have been yeah. There's your there's your tweet. Uh, the fans have been just been you know shat on in a way. You know the, the Basketball team went on the other side of the water. Football team went to Vegas. Baseball team is threatening to leave with purchase of land in Vegas. Explain that, man. As a person, you spent a lot of your time in your career there, a, a pride franchise, a proud franchise. Every time they get anybody that they, that they got to pay, they ship out. And it's, it's as a baseball fan, it sucks because you want everybody to compete. They don't look like they're competing. And it's not, and I'm, no disrespect to the guys that strap it on. For them every day, because those guys have an opportunity to go and play, and they grinding. 
but as an overall organizational philosophy, they're not trying to win. Yeah, um, it's it's really tough. Um, <clears throat> I mean, you go back and look at the old Oakland team um, that we are part of, and I mean, I still talk to so many guys. I mean, we're, we're still in a massive group chat and stuff like that, and we still talk pretty frequently. And it, it, was, it was more so like, man, if we could just add a piece or two to this roster with Simeon and, and Olsen and Chapman and all the and all those guys, and I'm like, if we just add one or two pieces with Bomel, um, we got a chance to do something special here. <clears throat> and <clears throat> instead of kind of adding a piece or two, we decided to blow it up. So that that's always been – a touchy subject, I think, with all of us, but it's just more so like I mean, we know how much the, how much money is made in this game. We 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 just know it, and um, with revenue sharing and all that, I just think it's ridiculous to have a team that's just not trying to win when you know how much money is being brought in. Um, so that that was the biggest thing is like you look at San Diego and you look at obviously like Toronto, the team that I'm on, the Mets. I understand like San Diego and Mets and all that might be extreme examples of like spending money. I'm not saying you got to go spend up $400 million, but I, I mean, you got to put a product on the field where it's like, all right, like we're investing in players that are really, really good to try to win a world series. So I, I just think if you're, if you're not in the game to try to win a world series, then I don't think you should be an owner. I really don't. And that tweet also that we showed actually came before all, all the Oakland stuff from from this year. So when when you put that out there, were you more referring to, for example, a team like obviously yours is is spending in, in a winning window right now, but then also in San Diego. I mean, we give a ton of credit because owners are faces of the sport as well to a Padres owner that's like, screw this. We're the only team in town. We're going to get players. We're going to have fun. And we're going to try and have winning baseball here because we're all freaking rich. <laughs> Right. That, that's 100% it. I mean, it's just like you have San Diego or I mean, I'm not I'm not going to mention teams, but like the, all the all the all the best teams, you you see the excitement and like the, the ripple effect of like, all right, we spend this much money and all the businesses get like obviously a big boost from it. You have the fan bases that are excited. <clears throat> so it's like I, I just don't understand going the cheap route and losing a hundred games. It just doesn't make sense to me. And in, in this grand scheme of thing of just basically all these owners, the, the, the owning of a baseball team is not even like their main source of like money. They're, 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 they're billionaires for a whole nother reason. So to, to penny pinch and just sit there and just collect revenue sharing is, 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 is just crazy to me. Chris, <laughs> Speaking of not pitching pennies, the Yankees who were in your division, and we talked about Vlad a little bit earlier and what he can do. You obviously saw where he said he would never play for the Yankees, no matter what. It's a personal thing. Would you ever do that? Say I wouldn't play for somebody? Yeah. Like, why would no. you Why would you cut off your market? Why would you say <laughs> – and I argue I that it actually could help him out make more because then yeah. if the Yankees do want him, he's already made the president. <laughs> i got to pay him more now to get him to come. Yeah, I don't. Th I don't think Vladdy is uh, gonna have any trouble finding a team that wants him. I'll tell you that. So uh, <laughs> he, he can say he doesn't want to play for a lot of teams, and he'll be just fine. But uh, um, I mean, would I ever say that? No, just because I don't. I, yeah, I might be like a little bit like like out there and a little bit like vocal on certain things, but I don't ever want fan bases to like hate me more than 
they need to. I like to try to kind of stay quiet, um, try to like respect all like all the guys on the field, just because. In my opinion, one of the biggest things is like, all right, like we, I go in there, say in the middle of May or the middle of June, I don't want the team to so-called get up for me just because I'm talking crap about them. Um, I want them to sleepwalk through a game and then I, I escape seven innings shut, shut out and be like, what the heck just happened? So Oakland, um, Oakland. Yeah. That, o- Oakland's beautiful. Everyone, everyone doesn't want to be there and <laughs> we'll, we'll whoop the heck out of you when you don't want to be there. And then you, you'll say, I hate Oakland and lose the every game there. So yeah, I love that. <laughs> hey, I've got a, a baseball question here. Our, our fans are watching every second, probably catching certain things more than, than we are trying to uh, look around the league. So Toasty said, Chris, I noticed you really move a lot on the rubber this year. Is that specific for each pitch or a feeling type thing? Is that something, are you moving around to the pitching rubber more so this year? I didn't catch that. No. So I, I made a, I made an adjustment of moving from the first base side. Um, and the only reason I was on the first base side for my base, my whole career was just, um, it gave me a whole lot more plate to work with, with my sinker. Um, I could just throw sinkers away and just let it kind of run the whole entire plate. And if it ended up inside to a righty, it did. But um, the more and more I've gotten comfortable with so-called like hitting spots um, with my sinker, the more and more that I started to move more towards the middle of the plate because it kind of opened up the lanes of throwing sliders, throwing some change-ups, throwing some curveballs. Um, so I've moved more to the middle of the, of the rubber, but – We'll see. We're we're just we're just tinkering with some stuff, but I like it. Who who taught you who taught you to move on the rubber? Because it's a big thing. We've talked about this. I help coach at a high school, and I tell pitchers all the time: if you keep missing in a certain spot, you can move on the rubber. You don't always have to stand in the middle. You don't always have to stand on one side or the other. If you're on, let's say, the first base side, and you're missing into a righty, okay, or the, sorry, the third base side, move over to the first base side. Like you said, open up lanes. Who taught you this? Was it? In high school, was it in college? Was it when you're in the minor leagues? Where did you learn this? Because I think that's one of the most under-talked about, least talked about things in the world is pitchers can move on the rubber. Use The rubber is wider than the plate. You can move wherever you want as long as you just have a little fraction of your toe touching it. Right. Yeah. Um, to, to me, to me, it all stems back from watching Scherzer. Um, uh, I, I always I always had a slider, but it was always – it was not, not very good. Um, and it, when it comes from coming from a, a pitching standpoint to a hitter, um, obviously the, the word like tunneling is big that big now. But like for me, like I, I would throw if I was on the first base side, I would throw a sinker, and it would say it would start outside and run in. Well, for my slider, I would have to throw it inside, and then hopefully it, it broke to the outside corner. So instead of like tunneling it where hopefully I can do this. It's a fastball like here. And then like it runs like this. I'm having to throw a slider like this and come back to like basically the middle of the plate. Um, so like, I felt like hitters were able to identify my slider when I was on the first base side a lot easier when it was in the zone because it was not sharp at all. It was more like a loopy slider trying to get it in the zone. But when I was at, was on the middle of the middle of the plate, I'm able to kind of drive a slider a lot more, um, directionally towards home plate and just kind of let it break off towards the outside part of the plate. But long story short, yeah, it, it, it was it was from me watching Max. Like Matt Max throwing four seams away and then throwing sliders down and away and just tunneling that pitch. I'm like, man, I can do that, I think. 
Um, not to the, the degree that he can do it, but I can do that a lot better if I'm more towards the middle of the mound. So I've done that. Um, my slider has become a lot better, um, but now it's just figuring out all like the lanes of like where I need to throw pitches. So aside from that, what was the number one thing that you picked up from Max or enjoyed from spending time with him? Because I remember catching you in spring training, and you're like, I'm, I'm going to be this guy's best friend, whether he likes it or not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, with, with, I mean, it's, it, it was a blessing last year. Just, I mean, not so much, I obviously just knowing those guys, but like Carlos Carrasco, I, I, I was huge, a huge fan of him before I even got to the team, just cause I was a huge Indians fan um, growing up and like watching him do what he did. And then obviously DeGrom and Scherzer and uh, Ty, Ty has been unbelievable. Um, so yeah, just that that whole entire staff. Um, it was cool just to pick up little things from each one of them. Um, but I, for for the most part, for for Max, it was just more so just preparation. I there's I don't think there's anyone in the big leagues more prepared for a game than him. It, he what he does, the the data that he can like retain and go into a start knowing knowing the stats that people have is is second to none. I want to go back to your college days and, and the preparation kind of thing. You went to Akron. Okay. First, first, what the heck is a zip? Because I don't know. So, is, it, is it like a kangaroo or something? I don't know. They, it's, so I don't, I'd be shocked if you ever heard of them. But you ever heard of zipper boots? No. Have yeah. you? No. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it was like, a, it was some zipper boot company and they shortened it for zips. Okay. All right. And well, then, I'm, and then they had, the, then they had a, like a student like voting thing um, for what mascot do you want? And they said, all right, we want a kangaroo in the middle of Ohio. <laughs> okay. Makes total sense. Boot, <laughs> yeah, the booted sense. kangaroo is a zip. Okay. Yeah, it was just. Awesome. I, that's the best explanation I've heard. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Makes no sense. You were redshirted in college. You redshirted yeah. your first year. Yeah. Again, I'm, uh, I help coach high school kids. Kids have a problem when they say, Oh man, I'm going to be redshirted. It is looked down upon. How did that year of being redshirted in college help you from high school to college? And would you tell kids it's okay to redshirt? It's okay. It's not the end of the world. You get better. You get stronger. You get used to college. I, I think it's not the worst thing in the world, personally. But again, kids have egos. They want to say, "Oh, I'm I'm going to a Power Five school. I'm playing my freshman year," and they might not get on the field for two years. Instead, you can go to a smaller school like Akron, redshirt a year, and get on the field and play. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think people are just enamored with the, the final goal. Like they, they want, they want the very final product without going through all the crap before it. Um, and for me, my story going into college physically, I just wasn't, wasn't physically ready for, for facing grown men. Um, I, I was probably six, four, 170 pounds. Um, right now I'm six, five, two thirty. So like I was 60 pounds lighter than I am now. Um, so yeah, it was just, I wasn't ready physically. It wasn't ready. It just wasn't mature physically wise enough to, to, to play at that level and sitting a year out. Um, was I mad? Sure. I was mad. Um, but looking back at it, it was a blessing because I was able to grow. I was able to get comfortable with my teammates. I was able to get comfortable with the routine of working out and classes and all that junk. Um, and then going, then finally going to play. But you're like, 
you go and play and you're already comfortable. You are you're already friends with everybody else. So it made it made it made it easier. So I, I, I just think like I said, I think too many people are just fixed on the final product rather than worrying about each step. Uh, that's good stuff. And Chris, I just want to finish with a pitch type marketing question. So it's a two parter. One, do you still have a unique name for your slow curveball? And two, are you okay with the heavy usage of the word sweeper now as a type of pitch? Because I am, and I think it's cool to market pitches, but my friend sitting next to me every day is like, Meh, it's a slider. Yeah, it's a, it's a slider. Yes! Thank you, Chris. I knew I liked Thank it. Go Zips. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> I, I think it's cool for fans. I think it's cool for all this stuff. But at the end of the day, that pitch has been around a long, long time. Um, and I just think the data, <clears throat> the more and more we dive into numbers and all that stuff, people say like, oh, well, you're throwing a slider different than you do. So it has to be a different pitch. Not really. No, it doesn't. Like I can take, I can add and subtract velo off my slider and make it break a little bit more um but it's still a slider um so what about yeah. the slow curve what was that called for you didn't you have a nickname for it no i <laughs> my i if you're i'm not sure what you're referring to but my uh emo my the pitching coach in oakland he called it bloopy that's what I'm referring to. Every, every everyone everyone thought that was like the most ridiculous thing to call a pitch. So everyone started calling me that, and I said, "What the hell is going on here?" Like, so yeah, he he he, he messed me up on that one. Bloopy, so bloopy. It name. sounds like a mascot name. Yeah. But it's a, it's a fun name for marketing. Hey, it's better than what Lance Lynn told us a few days ago because his sweeper wasn't working. He literally said the day before he started, he was like, we we're like, what do you think about your sweeper that you're trying to mix in? He's like, fuck my sweeper. And he literally did not use it at all in his next start. Yeah, dealt. <laughs> and he dealt. <laughs> it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, Chris, appreciate it. Thank you for clearing that up. And now AJ has has one on me. But other guys have called it sweeper. I know, so I know. Whatever. Uh, really appreciate it, though. Uh, great to have you on here, and, and uh, good luck the rest of the way, and we'd love to have you back, man. Thank you. I appreciate you. Foul Territory fans, listen up. Our friends at BetMGM are running an MLB Bet $10, get $100 instantly promo with the bonus code SPICYMLB. Here's how it works. Sign up and deposit at least $10 into your newly created account. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app on iOS or Android. Place a pregame money line wager of at least $10 on any MLB team to win at standard odds price, and you will receive $100 in bonus bets instantly. If you sign up in Massachusetts or Ohio, you receive $200 in bonus bets. Use the bonus code SPICYMLB.